me how to say ladies and gentlemen in gender neutral terms. Sorry. <laughs> you tell him that I'll have his money when I'm damn well ready. You will deal with that Atlas harshly. Fight forever, Cardia! I think he broke it. Look what you made me do! And you're listening to Hell in a Cell Radio. The Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Radio! Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Now the time has come for all the two clothes overthrow the a line from Ry Ry Jones, which is uh, something that I was already saying, but he put a better spin on it. Something, something, never say never. Um, <laughs> there's Bruno, there's Brett, there's Mr. Brooks. CM Punk returned to the WWE after a great show, I thought. And it figures that I tune in, everybody is only half-assed uh, uh, paying attention. But um, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. CM Punk return. Um, a lot of people are mad. A lot of people are happy. We're going to talk about all that. We have Bad Ash in the room. I hope she's still hanging on. Uh, we have Rai Rai. We're going to be nice to each other. Sarcastic, but nice. <laughs> it's, wet. it's wet. Yeah, you're right. I'll make it, I'll make it, with, the people, I'll make it with the people's eyebrow. I love it. <laughs> I was talking more about the chat, not me. Uh, Mountain Dew Zero, which is just like Melio Zero. It's excellent. Um, but I can't get either now, so I'll just you know go fuck myself. Um, yeah, why is this not like full screen anymore? This is bothering me. But anyway, uh, it's nice to. Oh, I'm always nice. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not true. Um, so here we are. Um, another. Um, what do I want to say? Another. Never say never moment that was absolutely broken in the in the snap of a finger. Um, we played coy. We played stupid. I don't believe any of the. No, we never discussed anything ahead of time. I, I know. I know people will say I'm wrong, but I, I just refuse to believe that this wasn't planned. As soon as that dude left, um, we're gonna talk all about it now. CM Punk is back at the WWE, so I'm gonna go to Chris first because he just told a funny story how he thought he wasn't coming and he missed the whole damn thing until we were <laughs> chatting in messenger, so he had to go back and watch it. Chris, Phil's back. Phil's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For the for the people who weren't here, yeah, I I was I was suckered by the oh Randy Orton celebrating. They're all faces are celebrating in the in the ring, and the logo comes up, and it's like okay, it's done. So I I turned off, and as soon as I turned it off, and <laughs> the, the messages started coming, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, God, that's why I had to you know scramble back, rewind it on Peacock. <laughs> fortunate got there but so i did see it uh yeah uh hell half frozen over as they say and and cm punk is back after almost 10 years so it's an interesting choice the bold strategy um (laughs) but you know judging by the um roof coming off the place i will say that uh (laughs) 
probably at least a short-term good choice. Uh, I think, uh, you know, he's say what you want about Phil Brooks, uh, but he knows his value. He knows how, and he's a skilled worker in, in a, a number of ways you can take that. Um, he, you know, to, to command the attention of the populace in, in this day and age, the way that CM Punk does is an incredible feat. Now you can, you can argue about him personally and you can certainly argue, argue about him professionally. Um, but to, I mean, there's money to be made and CM Punk went after the money and you know what he, they found, he, they well, I don't know if they, if it was WWE approached him or he approached WWE, but either way, they're they're together again. And I would imagine they're probably going to make a little bit of money. Imagine T-shirt sales picked up this week. Let's see. The thing is, um, and he said it on uh, when his appearance on Raw. He said, "I'm I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money." thing is, CM Punk doesn't need the money. When he left WWE the first time, he was fine. Um, he, he He's smart with it. He had many outside ventures outside of WWE. Um, he's been successful in other uh, media endeavors on TV and uh, movies and such. And again, he was smart with his money, so he, he wasn't broke. And Tony Khan gave him a buttload when he was spent a year in AEW. So again, it's not it it I don't I obviously WWE, you know, gave him a pretty penny uh to to come back to the fold, but it's not like he was destitute and needed it. Um this was more of a uh he still he still got a lot of a lot left and it, what makes CM Punk such a valuable com- commodity is because you can just have the guy on your on the air just to talk for five minutes a show. He doesn't even have to set foot in the ring, and you'll get monster ratings. And so when he finally does set foot in the ring, hopefully on a pay-per-view or, I'm sorry, a premium live event, it'll be a, it'll be a huge deal. Uh, and that's the beauty. That's why I don't – people are upset – I don't see any downside to CM Punk being in WWE. I don't know anyone. I think anyone who is upset that he's in WWE either doesn't know the full story of why he left in the first place or believes everything everyone that AEW says that he's he was the problem over the, in in AEW. Like I really don't know why everyone isn't happy that CM Punk is back. Um and who wouldn't be happy that he's back unless it's uh, people that are afraid of their spots or CM Punk. And I've been very, I was, the, hell, the reason why CM Punk left in the first place is what pissed me off when CM Punk was the World Heavyweight Champion for more than a year, year and a half. Rock comes back and next thing you know, CM Punk's out. And it's Rock versus Cena at WrestleMania instead of Cena ver- instead of CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan or somebody else. You imagine being the world heavyweight champion in the WWE. You never, you never main event at WrestleMania once, and you were world champion for two years. CM Punk has a legitimate gripe. 
um, for why he left. But um, if anyone has a problem with him now, I would think someone it would it could be someone who thinks that they're not going to get a main event slot now because it's going to be taken up by Punk. And if you're an LA Knight, that might not sit well with you, or Gunther. Yeah. But other than I mean, that, are, as as a yeah. fan, I don't know why you wouldn't be a, be happy that CM Punk is back. We'll get to that. Yeah, in I a mean, second. go ahead, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think you're spot on, Greg. I mean, if, if you're if you're a Gunther or an LA Knight, I think you're like, well, okay, they didn't. I mean, they didn't get. I didn't get the my trigger pulled yet. Now Gunther has got a good thing going. LA Knight's got a good thing going. So they're not in too bad of shape. But yeah, if you're looking to, for the next WrestleMania person, knowing that probably Cody and Roman are going to take up at least one night and you're looking to be on that first night, um, who's the biggest beneficiary of this? Probably Seth Rollins. <laughs> you know, I mean, there was a, there's a very real chance that Seth Rollins as World Heavyweight Champion wouldn't be, main, wouldn't be in the main event of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, or unless it was a double main event, but you know, depending on what depending on what the other matches are, but um, yeah, and and WrestleMania is two nights, so you have a main event night one and main event night two. So Seth right. could main event night one, and Ra- Roman could main event night two. Absolutely, and that's and that's the question mark is is who gets that first night? You mm-hmm. know, it, it usually you know does it go to Becky Lynch again, or you know who knows. Who comes back in the in the next six months? You know, it'd be or five months, I guess. Cough, uh, Brock, cough, Brock Lesnar. Cough, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, uh, <laughs> cough, Sasha Banks. Uh, cough, you know. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> exactly. Dustin just uh, asked, "When do they start two nights?" Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah, it's been a while, yeah. Dustin. Uh, they well, started. Well. They started during the pandemic. Welcome to twenty twenty three. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, did you know Dustin was Canadian? I didn't. Um, I mean, apparently he told me, but my brain uh, broken. Um, shout out to Alberta. Uh, <laughs> they started in 2020 during the COVID year, and they've kept it. And man, what a decision! I know that's still controversial, but holy crap, my uh, my my WrestleMania nights being broken up, and of course it's in Philadelphia this year. I'm very uh. I'm I'm not complaining. And, and yeah, well, and not just WrestleMania. Uh, they have SmackDown will be on Friday, NXT on Saturday, nights one and two of WrestleMania, and then Monday Night Raw, all in Bro. Philadelphia. That's Markermania. Yeah, I I can't be around that many of you people that long, <laughs> and I mean wrestling fans, not you, Craig. I'll be around you what every you, day. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Uh, stinky um wrestling fans. <laughs> Yes. Uh, wear some deodorant. God damn it. Spend the money on the deodorant, not the fake belts, for God's sakes. Uh, Dustin is asking the professor, not Mike today, Craig Lagans, uh, if you would mind also stalling because we do have another gentleman joining us in a few minutes, supposedly. Um, why he left the WWE in the first place, the short version, and also update us, takes you to the timeline why he left AEW because I like your side of the story because you're the one that filled me in on. The shit I didn't know. <laughs> uh, CM Punk was uh, the longest reigning WWE champion in more than a quarter century. Um, he his reign was um, two years, but there was a he was in like the uh, 700, 800 day range and they were counting it down because he was so dominant. Uh, but uh, Rock came back or wanted to come back and they saw Rock versus Cena. 
as a WrestleMania main event instead of Punk versus Cena or even Punk versus Rock. So the belt was taken off of CM Punk and given to Rock in order for Rock and Cena to have the main event. So that didn't sit well with Punk. He also had a uh, problem with the medical staff of WWE. He was checked out for, I believe it was a torn, it was a shoulder injury he had. And the medical staff was, oh, yeah, you're fine. And he went and wrestled on it, and it got worse. And I think that's where he tore his, either his tricep or his bicep, or he was in so much excruciating pain, he had to be taken off the road while he was in the middle of a program. And so he was, so he had a problem with the medical staff misdiagnosing him and causing him to lose uh, months of action and, you know, money. So, and just the way he was, a, he was kind of deregulated and, and seen as a troublemaker because he brought up these, um, mentioned this to the higher ups. Uh, he was fired on his wedding day. Um, which also, well, I mean, you need time to consummate. Yeah. I'm not, I'm kidding. I'm not defending yeah. WWE on that. I'm kidding. Yeah. But that's, that's why he, I mean, and when he left, he was, he was, the company continued to screw with him. Um, AJ, his wife, was the longest reigning uh, women's champion of all time at the time. And once she left, they decided to give that record to Brie Bella, of all people. As I kind of about a, that. Yeah. Nikki, wasn't it? Uh, who was who? Uh, who? Nikki, wasn't it? Uh, they yeah. all look the well, same. They, they give it a flying <laughs> shit. Neither one of them are wrestlers. Um, but, the, but, but, but the point of it was to screw with CM Punk. That was just another dagger. And, and even when they chanted CM Punk's name um, at shows, at house shows, even on Raw, they... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you guys know this, but Vince is really petty. Yeah. Now, Vince, to his credit, to when, his he, credit. when he appeared on the Stone Cold podcast, he did, in fact, apologize when Austin brought it up. Uh, he apologized to CM Punk for... um firing him on his wedding day he he still claims that he had no idea that it came down even though he makes final decisions but the date he said i didn't have any control over but it happened to fall on punk's wedding day but he did apologize for that um because well, you know the... you shot a guy i'm sorry i shot him yeah i'm still shot yeah i'm yeah. still shot yeah that is a that is one that my dad used to tell me <laughs> for yeah. the most Simple shit. So I take it to me. I take it with me everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that shuts and, it down. Anyway, good. And and according to Vince, and even according to Punk, they never had an issue. It was always Punk and Triple H that were uh, the issues. Because when Punk was relieved of the belt, he didn't have a match for WrestleMania, and Triple H wanted to wrestle him because this is when Triple H was in his phase of let me wrestle, let me come out of retirement and wrestle whoever is the hottest person in the company now remember when triple h wrestled daniel bryan and then seth rollins and i remember you know and he wanted to be on cm punk and cm punk famously said to triple h you need to wrestle me i don't need to wrestle you so that's what left him off of wrestlemania that year i still think punk could have should have been the one to break the streak of the undertaker if it was going to be broken in new york when punk came out to a live version of Living Color singing Cult of Personality would have been the perfect way to do that is after he stole The Undertaker's Urn and he and Paul were playing catch with it 
that kind of thing. But uh, Punk was never happy towards the end after he was relieved of the title, the way he was booked and the way he was used, despite being a huge draw and merchandising and everything. Uh, so that's where he left. He, um, like Bruno, like Brett, hell, even Hogan, um, there was bad blood and pettiness, like you, you said before, with Vince and how he was treated after he left. But uh, Punk went on, went about it. They all bad. They stuck at the Punk WWE did, but Punk never said anything bad about WWE. He let his feelings know while he was there. Didn't say anything after he left. Tony and even he came back. Remember when he was on the? Remember when um, WWE had their talk show? I remember that. Uh, yeah, on Fox oh, Sports yeah. One. Oh yeah, the Fox with, One. Yeah, yeah, with Booker yeah. and Samoa Joe, and there's Punk showing up. He and Joe together again for the first time. That was fine. There was no problem there. He didn't have any issue with anyone. And, and the, it was the talk of yes. the entire business for that week, the weeks he was on. Period. The only time Fox Sports won that show or even had ratings was when Punk was on. <laughs> and I will, before I get into AEW stuff, I want to say all to all the fans who don't know or think that Punk is a problem, CM Punk was in the WWE for 11 years not one backstage fight with anyone. Not one. And preface that by saying again, CM Punk never got into a backstage fight, brawl, dust up with anyone in any lock in any WWE locker room for his entire time there. Not even in NXT. So, uh, flash forward to 2021. Uh, a young Tony Khan um, sees that. CM Punk is um, available, would be open to talks, and talk he did. Uh, he gave Punk a whole lot of money, and what do you know, all in in Chicago where AEW started, and there's speculation that CM Punk is going to be there. So much so that they said, hey, yeah, CM Punk's going to be there. Uh, the very opening of the show, Cult of Personality, first time anyone seen CM Punk in a wrestling ring at this point, it had been six years or seven years, and place goes nuts. What do you What do you know? They're throwing babies in the air. Punk comes back in Chicago, <laughs> walks around the ring twice, comes back in the ring, kneels down. You know, he sits in the crisscross applesauce and speaks his mind, and we're hanging on every word. Um, after. One of the uh, pay-per-views, I think it was all out, uh, after his feud with um, MJF, he talked about all the people he wanted to work with. MJF. Um, who else? Who did he work with? Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs, who said he, uh, Punk taught him more, you know, since he'd been there than anyone. Uh, and he even got to, you know, talked about his family. And, you know, they got very close very fast. Ricky Starks was another one that Punk wanted to work with. Got all and all the people that he wanted to work with. He even got his own show when AEW went to Saturdays. That was Punk show. He got to book it. He got to put actual wrestling on that show, working with the guys he wanted to work with, namely FTR, that he was friendly with before he left when they were all in the WWE together. So it was a wrestling show, and all the comedy and all the foolishness <clears throat> could be on Dynamite and Rampage with Omega, Young Bucks, Orange Cassidy, and you know the, the comedy boys. Punk um, 
after a his feud with uh, MJF. Um, I think that was was that all out afterwards. Um, I don't even remember anymore. Well, the post media scrum that they now, which is a thing, which is really I think it was all all out, and yes, it all is out. <laughs> um, after after a five hour pay per view that starts at seven and didn't end until after midnight, there's a post media match, post media scrum. So it's one two a.m. because Tony kind of talk for an hour first without saying anything, and he, then he brings out the wrestlers. So Punk came out bleeding, hurt. He had a torn tricep he didn't know he had at the time. And one of the people asked him about Colt Cabana because uh, Colt Cabana had been on uh, social media bad-mouthing CM Punk. For those of you who don't know, Colt Cabana and CM Punk had been friends for over 20 years. Um, Colt Cabana was who CM Punk said hi to with his infamous pipe bomb, pipe bomb promo in the WWE when he, he hijacked the end of Raw, uh, talking bad about John Cena, talked about how the company, um, uh, Vince McMahon's a millionaire, should be a billionaire because he, you know, can't see, you know, the forest for the trees or cuts off his nose despite his face. And he pointed wow. at John Cena and said, John, you know, I don't have no beef with you. You know, you're you're a fine guy. We get along great. But you kiss ass more than Dwayne does. That's why you're main event guy. I never got the ice cream bars. I never got, you know, my cover on the WWE magazine. I never got to be in a crappy USA show. Um, when he was alluding to when Cena was on psych and a couple other wrestlers were. I never get to appear in late night talk shows, but you do all that, John, because you kiss ass more. Okay. And you think everything's gonna be fine once Vince McMahon dies. Wrong. Because it'll be taken over by his doofus son-in-law and his idiot daughter. I'm just another spoke in the wheel, he said. And and maybe I'll take when I so when I win that title from you, John, in Chicago, I may take it to New Japan or Ring of Honor. Hey, Cole Cabana, how you doing? Uh for wonderful TV, one of the top 10 moments in wrestling history, in my opinion. So flash forward to AEW, uh, a reporter asked him about Cole Cabana because the Young Bucks had been saying, Cole Cabana was saying to the Young Bucks that CM Punk got him fired um, from AEW. And Punk, who had had enough, said, I hadn't, Cole Cabana was a friend of mine. I helped Cole Cabana out when he was broke. I lent him money. I gave him the lawyer that he needed for his lawsuit. He lived with my mother. But I don't have nothing to do with Cole Cabana getting fired. I haven't spoken to Cole Cabana in six years. And he got fired three years into his time with AEW. So if Cole Cabana got fired, that's on him. That ain't got shit to do with me. And I have to. the fact that I still have to talk about this pisses me off because I work with children. He said, I'm old, I'm tired, and I work with children, meaning the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. <laughs> so right after that media scrum... You know, goes, wait, wait, real, real quick. You know, you yeah. know that chap their ass. Yes. <laughs> Harumph. <laughs> I am not a child. <laughs> so CM Punk says all that. Um, and he reiterates it. Uh, how he works with children. He goes back to his dressing room. In his dressing room, he's getting treated for his injury. Uh, in his dressing room is Ace Steel, his best friend, 
who was also his the agent on the uh, Collision show. By the way, calm down, Ace. Yeah. Anyway, but it was Ace Steel, his wife, who has a who's had a broken leg, who was on crutches, and Punk's dog Larry. So Larry, both, both the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega come into CM Punk's locker room. Again, they went into CM Punk's locker room, and they confronted him about what he just said. And Punk said, "You got a problem? You know, I'm right here, and." We don't know specifically what happened. Everything that I know about this is always from is from witness uh, reports, people that were there but weren't in the locker room. But at some point in the locker room scrum, Matt Jackson got hit in the face with a chair. Good. Nick Jackson got hit. Kenny Omega Good. was accosted by uh, a steal, and Kenny Omega received um a bite um he had a bite mark on his arm which is consistent with someone getting you in a front face lock or in a chokehold and Kenny uh or he was Kenny was um bitten on the arm mm-hmm. but man again all this with Larry A Steele's wife who's on crutches was there too so I don't the only people that know exactly what happened there are the Bucks, Omega, and CM Punk. And Punk to, to this day hasn't said anything. Might have something to do with the NDA. So the next uh dynamite, Tony Khan says that CM Punk, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega have all been suspended. Now, if you're an AEW fan and don't live on the internet, you have no idea why this just happened. CM Punk was the world champion and the Bucks were the tag team champions and all of a sudden they're all suspended. And Tony Khan never mentions to the audience why that is. But of course everyone that lives on the internet knows knows exactly why. Hmm. Um, the Bucks come back, Punk comes back, the Bucks make fun of Punk when they can uh, by because Punk tried to buckshot Larry and he Missed it. So Matt Jackson did the same thing and he imitating CM Punk. Uh, Kenny Omega was started biting someone who had him in the front in a headlock. Uh, again, poking the bear, teasing CM Punk. They stay away from each other. Even Punk said, even Punk reached out to them and said, Do you want to? We're all going to be in Atlanta. This is before they went to All Out in London. Do you want to talk? The Bucks attorneys got back to Punk and said that no, our clients don't yeah, want to talk to you. Him. Not the Bucks him. themselves. Wait. The Bucks attorney and and sent a notice to Punk that they're not to have any contact with each other. Thus, thus proving the child theory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Nick. And and what's your name? Fuckstein? Bill? <laughs> what's his name? Nick and yeah. Mike. Fred Nick and Matt, Nick and Maddie, the um, yeah, the young is fuck. it Matt? Okay, yeah. you young fucking assholes. Well, all this was happening. They're like forty and they're balding, but yeah, they're young. <laughs> CM Punk oh. was running Collision on Saturday, and um, slowly but surely, the people that he didn't want to work with started permeating into his show. I guess by behalf of Tony Khan, he wanted Orange Cassidy on, and he wanted uh Jungle Jack off Perry on. 
and Jack Perry wanted to do a spot on the show where he gets thrown through a plate glass window. Um, everyone there, including all the road edge, including Tony Schiavone, who was senior member there, said no. And Jack Perry still insisted on doing it. So finally, when Punk, and all this was before Punk got to the arena that night, and finally, they all went to Tony Schiavone, among other people, went to Punk and say, he won't listen to us. Maybe you can talk some sense into him, tell him that we don't think it's a good idea for him to be going through a plate glass window. And Punk told Jack the same thing. Don't, you know, we don't need you to go through a, a plate, a real glass. You know, I don't even know why you want to go through fake glass. It's not going to do anything and no one's going to remember this, you know, by the end of the night. So he said no uh, to him using real glass. I think he went through something else, but it, he didn't want it, him to do real glass. Cut to the biggest pay-per-view in AEW history in front of the largest paying crowd in professional wrestling history in London. One of the dark matches was Jack Perry versus God, I don't even know who the hell it was. I don't even know anymore either. Uh, one of the Lucha Brothers, let's say. Um, they're having a hardcore match, like all AEW matches are hardcore matches, whether they are or not. And there was a parked car there while outside while they were fighting all over outside the ring. And Jack Perry gets backdropped onto the windshield of the car. Well, before he gets backdropped on the windshield of the car, he slaps the, the windshield and looks at the camera and says, real glass, cry me a river. He said that specifically because CM Punk was the next match up and CM Punk was sitting in Gorilla waiting to go on watching the match. So what Jack Perry said to CM Punk, real glass, cry me a river, that was directed at him. So after Jack Perry's match, Punk was the first match of the card. He comes back through the curtain. Punk sees him and says, do you have a problem with me? And Jack Perry goes, maybe I do. So Punk goes, goes towards him. I don't know who swung first or who did first, but Punk got Jack Perry in a front face lock. And they were jostling around. At, again, this is at Gorilla. Samoa Joe, CM Punk's opponent, is the one that had to break them up. During this, Tony Khan was backstage too and said something to Punk or both of them. And Punk either got in his face or made or went towards him kind of in an accusatory manner saying, this is all your fault. If you had just said something or it's something to the words, the fact is get control of your locker room. Because this should not have been a thing in the first place. When I told this jack off not to use real glass two weeks ago, I don't know why it's a thing now. Punk has his match with Samoa Joe. Which was awesome. He, which was awesome. <laughs> and even during the match, or after the match is over, you can see Punk kind of kissing. The, he It had a final match feel to it. We find out the next day, Tony Khan has fired CM Punk because in Tony Khan's words, he feared for his safety. He feared for his life. 
So CM Punk was fired from AEW for his latest. Um, and it was almost a year to the day. Uh, for the for the latest after- thing that he was asked to do by everyone who couldn't talk to Jack Perry. But meanwhile, Jack Perry was simply suspended. He wasn't fired. They fired the biggest star in the company. The only one that was drawing any ratings and the most popular guy in AEW. They fire him, not Jack Perry. And keep in mind, there have been many backstage brawls in AEW. Tony hasn't fired anyone. Eddie Kingston and um, Sammy Guevara. Well, I ain't getting in the way. We're firing either. (laughs) Firing Eddie Kingston. I'm not firing you. (laughs) Eddie Um, doesn't give a shit. But Andrade and uh, Sammy Guevara, Andre Andrade even said that when I get there, I'm going to hit him. Um, and b- because Tony thought Andrade was trying to get fired so he can rejoin his wife Charlotte in WWE, but he didn't fire him. So you have there have been multiple backstage incident incidences, and no one's been fired. But now CM Punk, the biggest star in the company, gets fired. So the people that see Khan's terrible at his job. Yeah, he is. And that's one of the reasons why, hey, maybe that's why Cody Rhodes left. (laughs) Think about that. He wasn't the first one to leave or neither or or Jade Cargill. But for everyone, probably won't be the last either. And he won't (laughs) be the last either. But everyone who sees CM Punk as a troublemaker or a guy that just goes around starting fights with everyone. With his A, like I said before, he'd never had a single fight with anyone in WWE if he was supposed to be the troublemaker. What happened to AEW was was because of Tony Khan in general and the people that he made EVPs specifically. Because at no point should any wrestler, active wrestler, no active wrestler should ever be EVP of the company that they work for or they work with. Given those guys so much power, and if you're EVPs, this is how you act. You go into somebody else's locker room and there's a fight rather than deal with it one-on-one or or even after everything is settled. I, Punk, I heard what you said. Can we talk about this? And even after that fight, trying to get – they were all going to be in Atlanta before they went to London. They were in Atlanta for a, a, an appearance. The Bucks, Omega, and Punk. And Punk said, well, we're all going to be there, so why can't we – Talk. No. We don't want to talk to you. AEW we just want to shit show. Yes. Yeah. And when Tony announced to a live audience that CM Punk had been fired, guess where it was? In Chicago. The day after the biggest pay-per-view, he had to tell that Punk's hometown that Punk had been fired. And who do you think closed the show that night? Jumping up and doing a victory lap to the half-empty Chicago building. The young bucks crowing and waving the pouring the raising their arms in victory for what? That they got rid of the big bad wolf. That now they're they're safe. You just threw that. You just kicked the golden goose in the ass out the door. The only reason anyone looked at the show to begin with was CM Punk. The reason why people tuned into Raw in record numbers on Monday was CM Punk. Survivor Series is going to do Survivor Series numbers anyway, and it was already going to sell out. But just the idea, the thought that CM Punk was going to be there, that's what's going to drive up business. 
Chris, you said it so eloquently. No one markets themselves the way that he does. He is a valuable commodity because of just who he is and how he's presented himself. Wherever CM Punk goes, fans are going to follow. And like I said, he does. Yeah, I mean, when you get right down to it, what does CM Punk have? He has the nebulous it. Yeah. More than anybody else that I can think of. You know, certainly in the modern era, I mean, you could you could argue that there's certainly other stars. There's certainly other people, but I will guarantee you, not Roman Reigns, not Seth Rollins, not John Moxley, not Brian Danielson, anybody commands the audience like CM Punk does. Whatever reason, again, and we could you could we can go around CM Punk. Is he the best worker? No, no, he's not. He's plenty good, mm-hmm. plenty good enough. Yeah. But he's arguably the best guy on the mic period yeah and he is the he knows how to play his audience he Mm -hmm. knows how to play whatever generating heat he's got it he's got everyone in the palm of his hand he knows what to say he's eloquent his delivery is is his Mm -hmm. delivery style honed over years is better than anyone right Mm -hmm. just straight up there you can you you I I you know sure certainly everybody's got opinions but I mean I'll well, I'll take CM Punk in the monk over any anyone and I'll I don't think it's that close quite frankly no, no. Eric should um, be joining us in a few minutes um, I just wanted to throw this out there before you finish Chris um, uh, what Ash thinks now that we've laid this all out which was part of what I wanted to do while I hold the puppy everybody by the way here's Albert hey Albert hi. Uh, go ahead, Chris. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it, AEW's loss is WWE's gain. It was the right time. Yeah, I mean, it's a new regime in WWE. Yes, the same players, the same faces are there largely, but it's a different vibe, right? Yeah. It's TKO WWE, not not Vince WW, not VKM WW. They, they've right? actively gotten rid of Vince. They yeah. they set Vince his ass up. They literally, and I was wondering what what you were thinking about that being uh, what you do, um, which I won't reveal. Um, they literally set that man up and then kicked him out the first chance they got. It was one of the most beautiful things. I have no sympathy for Vince McMahon. The guy's richer as hell, richer than hell. He's got more money than God. Have a have a nice day. Bye. Yeah, I mean, Vince got himself a sweetheart deal, right? He's got it. He 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 got himself set up. But at the end of the day, Ari Emanuel wants Triple H running the show. Yeah, creatively, <laughs> realistically, <laughs> yeah. Ash said the player got played. <laughs> the player got played. Yeah. Ari Emanuel knows Ari Emanuel is not as out of touch as Vince Vince is. He basically says Nick Khan's run Nick Khan's running the show in WWE. From an operational standpoint, Triple H is going to run the creative style and we're going to do this the right way. We're going to have corporate governance, yeah. shockingly. Well, you know, oh. Ari, gonna... <laughs> Ari Emanuel is in the 79-year-old man. So that's why. Exactly. Yes. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, WWE, for all it was a public company, was a Vince 
McMahon vanity project for its entire lifetime. Um, certainly as a public company. Uh, so it didn't matter. Vince had, Vince controlled all the, all the votes, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen anymore. Now we have, we have big boys. We have, we're playing big boy corporate world now. And, um, yeah, that this that, that isn't going to fly, right? And this is why if you read if you go into read their financial statements or any of that stuff, they've got all these risks laid out. That's a requirement by generally accepted accounting principles. You have to lay out the risks to the to the business. And Vince McMahon is a risk to TKO, yeah. right? So yeah. <laughs> Ari is not going to let anything happen that's going to make that uh, is going to like make that happen, right? He's going to mitigate that risk as much as possible. And this and CM Punk coming back is just it is really just an example of we're going to do business, real business. Like this is what's good for shareholders, what's good for ratings, what's good for the bottom line. And if you want to tell me that CM Punk isn't good for the bottom line, well, you're just not paying attention. Exactly. Um, I think part of an Ash, what I meant was um, your feelings on CM Punk were clear. And and I'm not sing- I'm only signaling air quotes signaling out because you're in the chat. Um, you uh, to quote Ash, um, see Phil Brooks is a poo poo head. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but you know, it's wrestling. I get it. I He's think our my, he is, but I think my point was, and I'm not going to name names, uh, Omega. So I don't want to hear Dan, but I've been holding on to this for four fucking days. Let me get this out. Um, CM Punk is great for WWE. I'm chill now, but he got me fired up. He did his job. Now, what I don't like is Ash having her opinion and the IWC treating her as uh, the IWC would like an asshole because men are fucking in the IWC are fucking shitty. Uh, she's allowed to have an opinion. And Rai Rai, I don't mean you. Yours was very con- conversational versus most of these a-holes that were coming into her mentions. Saying, you, who the fuck you talking about? Uh, and on cue, six minutes past the five-minute mark, is Derek McDonald six minutes? I was talking to I was talking to Tamara. So <laughs> I know. I mean, listen. I know. I I, I know. Uh, we'll get to you in a, uh, to Derek in a second. Give me a second. I I was look how calm your dog is. Meanwhile, my dog is oh no begging no. around my feet. No 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 no. Don't even tell me that. First of all, this thing bites everything. Albert bites everything. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's also um, what time is it? Eleven o'clock at night. Almost eleven o'clock. There, see, he, he just bit me there. Um, okay. For I will say this: as a puppy, mm-hmm. he's only nine weeks. He's a very good puppy, but um, I've never seen Vil- uh, Phyllis fight back before, and she has. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's it's it. They're keeping each other busy, and he sleeps. So, um, and this is the perfect time for you to come in because I'm going to fire Derek up on this, and then I want him to catch up with the rest of us. Um, okay. So. A lot of people were calling CM Punk a cancer. Um, he's a terrible person. He shouldn't be in the locker room. Um, and I get it. But I think my point was, and my perspective is that one guy, among others that I've had to deal with, or my friends have had to deal with in wrestling, that were ignored. And, you know, perhaps some physical contact was done. 
and nobody did a damn thing about it. And John Moxley, just just a heads up, and I don't care if you kick my ass. I don't really want to hear your opinion on how bad CM Punk is when you're knowingly friends with a wife beater, and you know that he did it. So shut up, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. But I just thought it was weird, and I don't. Ash did not do this. I'm talking about the IWC in general, who were crapping on Phil as a man of all of the people mm-hmm. in wrestling that have done bad things. Why is Phil the one you're focusing on and not these other fucking assholes? Moose, Sammy, uh, uh, uh Lethal, Flair. Flare, <laughs> fucking flare. But but this is where you draw the line. CM Punk. Really? Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. And I was pissing me off. Like that's where you're that's where you're that's where you're where was this energy when David Starr and uh what's the dick flip guy? What's his name? I'm so glad I forgot. Um, oh man. Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Joey Ryan. When he was raping fo- uh, folks and you were like, well, mm-hmm. let's give it that. Where was that energy? You you pricks. Oh, no. And Ash. And, and, and I'll shut up so Derek can um, catch up with us. No, um, I'm, I'm liking this. Go ahead. I'm enjoying uh, it. Well, yeah, no, I, I just said as soon as he signed on, Dan was in the middle of a rant and I knew it was going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Ash brought up a great point. And Ash. Mm-hmm. I didn't even laugh at you. I didn't even laugh about that because, as you just said, that's the point. I bought into the kayfabe Seth presented. That's what's supposed mm-hmm. to happen. Exactly. So people calling uh, you names for that, I'm like, that's the fucking point. They literally drew you in. They drew the and and most of them, except for the one guy, most of them that was saying all that crap was drawn in too because they're suckers because. They're not bright. Seth pulled. They all knew Seth worked that brilliantly. And so did everybody else in the ring. The the uh, Drew McIntyre is that, that's separate. But mm-hmm. WrestleMania in Philly is going to be nuts. But I, mm-hmm. so that so to Derek to catch up and then to the rest of you, uh, Derek, CM Punk's mm-hmm. back. Yep. Why the hell is he the one everybody's drawing the line on that don't want him in the business? And also, holy shit, WrestleMania. That <laughs> <laughs> was funny. He, the, the thing about Seth, I was uh, I was talking to uh, my son about. That's the same guy. I remember when he got attacked by the fan in Brooklyn and just completely, like, no-sold it and was like... <laughs> so I was like, so that's the same guy who he thinks going to get irrationally upset and flip him off and... Right. He held back by Michael Cole even, of all people. I didn't even <laughs> think of that, dude. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's cool, calm, and collected. Um, I guess, yeah, it's a lot of women beaters and rapists and con artists, and you draw the line at the guy who wanted everybody to be a responsible adult and wanted to hold people accountable. That's that's where you draw the line with the with the adult in the room. Look what they did to um. Jesse Ventura, the one adult in the room that wanted everybody to unionize, and one uh, piece of garbage who still is a piece of garbage uh, Mm -hmm. that wanted to end that and got people to rally around and get them out of there. Yeah, and you can be anything except an adult. 
a responsible adult. That's that's the one thing you can't be in, in a locker room. And I I know that from my time playing football that you know if you're an adult, oh, can't can't trust them. And this is coming from a guy who wasn't always an adult. <laughs> so I I, I definitely Hello. I definitely know. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It, I I tell you what was funny to me. Um, everybody was giving uh, what's his name, Danielson, a hard time. They're like, well, Danielson's the reason he left, and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, well, that's not really the problem. The problem is that the guy who was the boss had to get Danielson and a committee of people to do his job. <laughs> that's that's the biggest problem. We kind of have to hand it off to somebody else. Can I ask you something? Did you think that Punk was going to be at Survivor Series this weekend? Were you surprised? I, didn't. I, yeah. I was, but a part of me thought they have to be smart enough to know if he's not there, those, those people are going to burn the building down. <laughs> like they had to know if they he didn't show up, something was going to go wrong. <clears throat> yeah, you smell that? So I... <laughs> like yeah, so it was like somewhere in the middle, but um. Glad he's back. He seems happy. He seems uh, refreshed. Uh, the gray is gone. He got a haircut. Yeah, yeah. I guess being around adults will do that to you. You yeah. don't have to, you know, worry about, you know, it's kind of like when you pull up to work and you, like, turn the car off and you're sitting in the parking lot and you're like, what is it going to be today? And, and, you, and you just walk inside. I guess he doesn't have to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know how you how you where you lied on the on the on the punk side, but um, yeah, I, he 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 looks rested and he looks happy because in his words, he's home. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him on uh on SmackDown on Friday. Um, what do you think, Craig? About um, why why is the IW why is the IWC picking that line to draw with CM Punk with all the other terrible uh, crap? <clears throat> Because it's easier, uh, yeah. because of CM Punk's track record. I was Derek before you uh, you came on. I was trying to remind folks that mm -hmm. when uh -oh. CM Punk, oh, oh man, you yeah. dropped me! Ow, ow, Dude, my hair. Yeah, you're all right. You're uh, CM Punk was in the WWE for eleven years and never had one single locker room fight with anyone mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. not one. Uh. So uh, it's easy to point the finger at Punk and say, oh, why you want this troublemaker back in the WWE? All he does is fight, start fighting with people. No, he never started a single fight um, in his life. It was the people that he was dealing with in AEW, the, the ones that came into his locker room after he called them out for being children and for not getting Cole Cabana fired. That, that was the problem. By the way, uh, also, fuck you, Cole Cabana. Pay for your own goddamn plane ticket. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I was no we were saying earlier that Punk being back should be a good news for everyone involved. And I think the only people that would potentially have a problem with it would be people that may or not get a main event slot now that mm -hmm. Punk is back. Uh, someone like an LA Knight or a Gunther. Um, how would you, not that they would have a a beef with it, but now that Punk's back. Um, it's gonna, it's getting crowded at the top. I mean, because did we notice as huge as Survivor Series was with all these big stars, LA Knight wasn't on the card. Yeah. Roman Reigns wasn't on the card. Yeah. Paul Heyman wasn't there. Solo wasn't there. 
So all that, and they, and they still did record of business for that one night, and those guys weren't even on the card. So what's going to happen when Punk, when he, when they are there, and Punk's there too? Uh, is he a full, well, I guess they haven't said anything yet. Is he full-time? Uh, that's the thing. Uh, that's the beauty of CM Punk, and, and Chris alluded to this earlier. He doesn't have to do anything. If they just no. give him a mic every two minutes on, on or put him on, that's all you need. He doesn't even have to step in the ring. He could be a manager to somebody. He could be on commentary. Yeah. Um, yeah, he doesn't have to carry a whole show like he was doing on Saturdays. Exactly. I know because of who he is, he wants to be in the ring. But as a WWE smart and him, you'd save that for uh for the Rumble. That way, you wouldn't have to have a full match if you want to put him in the Rumble or his first match could be at the Rumble. But yeah, they're gonna make they're gonna make a lot of money. They're gonna make a lot of money. Of course, yes. It, Ash, Ash says he's a free agent, so yeah. Oh, so you can he can jump shows, and yeah. and his first night there, him and Seth did what the Bucks and Omega refused to do that whole year that he was out. It it took one night for them to do what they refused to do, and and. Uh, it's like they hate making money. I don't know, it, and it's so easy. And hey, and hey, 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 hey! They beat SmackDown last week. You know that they one time. Oh yeah, when it was on FS1, right? Or yeah, when, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, but, who said AEW was dead? Me, Chris. Uh, but think of the people that have left AEW and gone. Co- where was Cody Rhodes in AEW? He sets foot in, in WWE, and he's been the biggest babyface in that company for, since he's been back. Like, no one's even close. And, and the, how they treated they treated Jade Cargill better just coming, announcing her, than AEW did the whole her whole Goldberg undefeated streak. And I saw some people got upset because uh, Triple H, they, they asked about Jade. And he goes, you know, I just want to, we want to make sure she's prepared. So when she comes up to bat, she doesn't see a pitch that she doesn't, you know, that she's never seen before. And people was like, oh, well, he's saying AEW did a terrible job with her. They and I'm did. like, they did. They did. <laughs> yeah. they did. You did do a terrible job. And then, like, exactly you know, how what dare. He said. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I'm going to invest all this money into you and I see this potential in you, of course I'm going to make sure, you know, you're ready when I throw you out there. And I likened it. One of my friends was like, well, that's stupid. And I likened it to if you draft the franchise quarterback, but you have a veteran on the team, a smart team will put that rookie on the bench, let him hold a clipboard until he's ready to go out there so you don't destroy him when he's out there like the Jets did with Zach Wilson. So if you don't want to spend all this money and all this hype into Jade and you throw her out there and she falls on her face and she never recovers. I didn't see what the big deal was, but, you know, they, they put the right. belt on her and kept her undefeated. So, of course, they did right by her. And they spoon-fed her. That's why yes. I was such a big fan of hers because they didn't give her – you notice how it was the Jade Cargill women's division and then yeah. there was the, the Tony Storm, you know, uh, Nyla Rose – um, yeah, that the 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 Kenny Omega Japanese women division they kept them yeah. separate. Yeah, I so, mean, yeah, it, I, it's interest. It's interesting that now, to your point, Craig, like, okay, these guys are coming back. Cody's Cody's coming back. CM Punk's coming back. You know, who else will come back in the future? 
Um, it is, it, it, it's a couple of things, I think, psychologically with, with the audience. One, it's an absence makes the heart grow fonder type thing, right? Oh, these guys have been out doing their own thing for a while. Mm-hmm. And we're glad to see them back home, right? So mm-hmm. that whole narrative plays out really well with the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of the sticking it to the competition thing too, right? I mean, this is like, oh, yeah, Cody. Yeah, Cody was kind of there, but you know now he's a big deal here, and then and now he's a CM Punk's gonna come back and he's gonna rule the roost. You know, it's a little bit of sticking into the competition too. So Brian like, Pillman, yeah. yeah, Brian Pillman Jr. You have enough of a name, yeah. yeah. If you have enough of a name, mm-hmm. you're gonna be able. You, you know, they're gonna get behind you because you likely they've had to offer you a good chunk of money to get you back away from AEW. Mm-hmm. But it's a little. I mean. Vince is gone, but the pettiness is maybe still there a little (laughs) bit, you know? Every opportunity that a company has got to put the death nail into the WWF, WWE, and they always fuck it up. Mm -hmm. WCW Jr. over here, (laughs) and this is coming from WCW Mark, couldn't be more clear than that, um, better figure it out. I personally think it's too late. And I said it last time, and I'll say it on this episode. The moment they sold and went to TKO, the idea of killing them is over. Yep. So for 50 years, 60 years, it was there. That's gone now. So mm-hmm. perhaps it's okay to be the other guys, ratchet it back a bit, if you want to pay these guys money, you've got the money. Of course, go for it. Get the talent you can. Um, but you're not killing that machine now. No, 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 not now. No. And no. and oh, even you, you, go ahead. And and at this point, you've mismanaged it so bad that the rep your reputation is shot. Like it's Impact 2.0. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Or 3.0 Just or whatever with, we're on now. Right. <laughs> you know, but. Yeah. Whatever it's 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 TNA, <laughs> you know it's it's TNA. Lol TNA is now Lol AEW. <laughs> Go ahead, Derek. No, I'm gonna say, um, you don't think like Andrade watched Santos Escobar the last two weeks on SmackDown and goes, God damn it, <laughs> you know, look what he's doing and look what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, you you don't think Buddy Murphy. And, and Malachi Black are looking at each other like, we have to get back to our significant others. Like, these are Triple H guys now. And they're like, we know Vince isn't coming back now. You know, it's like, damn. You know, I, I even think as much as FTR says they love AEW, they have to look at the tag division that Triple H is starting to build and look at, they've wrestled everybody in AEW already. And they have to look and go, well, you know, damn it. But it, it's too late now. And it's funny you mentioned Cody and these guys because I think QT Marshall, he he's resigning. He's leaving. He's left, yeah. And he goes and he said pretty much the same thing Cody said when he left, where this is not the company I thought it was going to be. Like, it's they're going in a different direction, not the direction I thought they were going to go in. And there's no room for me now. I expect Ricky Starks is going to leave when it's time for him to go. I think Wardlow is going to leave when it's time for him to go. I think Dustin is going to leave to join up with his brother and maybe get a job down at the PC when it's time for him to go. And all because what the original game plan was has completely shifted. And like QT, like they said about QT, they're 
they want to be New Japan, you know, America. And I don't think there's much of a market for New Japan, America. And I think Tony Khan's going to find out the hardware. Hey, I, and I will say with, with QT, um, him leaving, and I've had it a lot to do with the same thing that Cody said, but QT still wants to wrestle. And yeah. I'm not knocking him, but he's not a, a, a name that's going to no. like, draw any interest. And no. and kudos to him because he still wants to. He's leaving because he's as long as he's in AEW, he's not going to be pushed as a star. Even though, as um, oxymoronic as it sounds, AEW does a great job of pushing people that aren't stars. I don't know yes. how many main event matches that Danny Garcia has had, but <laughs> it's, it's way too many. And if you're yeah. pushing a guy like Orange Cassidy and not pushing, you're not giving the the undefeated streak to a guy like Wardlow or or Hobbs, then yeah, you're definitely not going to get what you want in, in AEW. And with the thing with FTR, they had you had a perfect feud with uh, Juice Robinson and Jay White. Their matches mm-hmm. were awesome. Yep. You could build that, you can keep that going. But they yeah. decided to split them up and make Jay White their, their single star instead of Juice, another mismanagement. But mm-hmm. they there's stuff you could do, there's stuff you could have done with FDR. But I hear exactly what you're saying, uh, D-Mac. All those people that you named, I'm sure I can't wait to go back. And when Vince stepped down the first time, to his credit, Triple H brought all the people back that Vince didn't want. You know? Mm-hmm. But worse or better, worse obviously being hit row, but the better being um, uh, who did he bring back that uh, L.A. Um, yeah, yeah, L.A. Knight or make um, Max Dupree uh, something that wasn't, you know, didn't make him the head of the male model agency, make him, you know, the uh, the megastar that that he is. But yeah, yeah like- I, and I don't think Dan that it was ever the plan for AEW or even impact to, to take out WWE, but just set yourself apart from them. That's something that mm-hmm. TNA at least did do. Just set yeah. your, be a healthy alter, alternative. If you can get big name wrestlers, great. And AEW did Daniel Bryan, uh, punk edge. Uh, that's great. Mox Jericho, but do something with them. You know, and the stars that you do have, they're on TV for the first time. Fucking train them so they're not dropping people on their heads left and right. Men and the women. Even Logan Paul. Yeah. Has (laughs) Logan fucking Paul has the wherewithal to catch someone. Yeah. So they Mm -hmm. don't die. I can't believe I witnessed that. And I yeah. and 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 I'll say this without forgetting kind of what a F boy is. <laughs> I don't know why it says that fuck boy. Uh and kind of a prick. I have a whole other uh, my respect level went up sure. watching that. He knew exactly where to be and exactly mm-hmm. what to do. Uh you know why? Training. <laughs> yep. There it is. Yep. There's a hey, what a shocking revelation. Yeah. I I just Again, I said it 13 times in the last 13 weeks. I just keep replaying in my head. Cody Rhodes, we're going to be different. We're going to be different. And as soon as that was abundantly clear that it was not going to happen, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back. Yeah. Going back. Well, 
I'm really looking forward to when the NDA is up because we still don't know why Cody left specifically. Mm -hmm. We still don't know what happened in the post in the locker room scrum with, with punk um, exactly. Um, Cause everything has just been firsthand accounts and eyewitness reports, but never from the horse's mouth. So when this NDAs are over or, Hey, um, I can't wait for the AEW Dark Side of the Ring episode. That's going to oh. be fun. I, I mean, we still don't know why Regal wanted out of his contract. I mean, he said he wanted to be with his son, but you know it's probably because nobody wanted to listen to the guy when he was there. If you're not listening to Punk, you're definitely not going to listen to William Regal. Um, there's so many stories I, I can't wait to hear, so many things. And it, it seems like, like you hear stories about you know, Bret Hart offered his, you know, he offered to be an agent for them. And Tony Khan passed on Bret Hart being an agent. And it's like, no, what what would Bret Hart, what value would Bret Hart bring to backstage? No. You know, <laughs> what, what, no, come well, on, we D- have Coca Cabana. Yeah, well, D-Mac, you remember the, the interview that that Hangnail Adam Page said when yeah. he said he, he feels like he doesn't need to learn anything from the veterans? Yeah. Is it really? Hangnail you- Adam Page. Uh, yeah, yeah, hangnail because <laughs> hangnail. he's the bitch that started this shit in the first yeah, place. He, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. It, this is all his fault. He did all no, no, he he did all this when he yeah, went to business for himself. Yeah, on that promo with Punk, I left that out of the, the CM Punk story, which started this whole thing in the first place. Uh, hang, Hangman Pete, Hangman Adam Pierce did a promo with Punk in the ring where he mm-hmm. went into business for himself, and Punk had no idea what he was that he was going to say what he said. And that's when, and nothing happened to Paige. He didn't get disciplined. Nope. Uh, but um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, the him. Ash, Paige Ash, saying, Ash said uh, that Dark Side of the Ring episode. Just give it two years when AEW is out of business. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Paige, Paige saying that he didn't feel like he needed to l- learn anything. From the veterans, that's symptomatic mm. of the problem with AEW. You have a Bret Hart, uh, you already in your company. You have an Arn Anderson, a Tully Blanchard, a Tony Schiavone. Hey, a guy who was head of talent relations for the largest wrestling company on earth, Jim Ross, mm-hmm. there, and Bret Hart offering his services, and none of those people are worth listening to in order to yeah. work properly. Or to make create make a storyline, continuity, comprehension. Something happens on one, on TV on one night, and then that same wrestler who got a big victory, we don't see him again for three weeks. Or you put a guy through a flaming table and thumbtacks up his ass and strike with uh you know barbed wire bats, and he's on TV the next week. Fine. I mean no, no something like, yeah. something as simple as. They had Samoa Joe choke out Keith Lee and then drop the title right after beating Keith Lee. And then a week later, they tried to book Keith Lee as a believable badass. Well, I just saw Joe choke him out. Like, and who wants the belt that Joe just put down and he doesn't want anymore? It just, it's so many things they do that just make no sense. And I don't know if you guys talked about it. Him okaying. Hangman Page to drink Swerve's blood in the middle of a match just shows you how crazy that place is. Like, why would why did you have to okay that? I don't I don't understand anything that man does. That that's nuts to me. That they came to him 
is like, hey, I want to drink Swerve's blood. And he goes, that's a great idea. I like it. <laughs> hey, but they got Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, right. Got the major. Yeah, <laughs> if I if I see if that if I see that son of a bitch wrestle one match, I will cancel my my streaming service <laughs> just so I don't have to fucking see the commercial. I will cancel Hulu plus just so I don't have to see that old bastard. Um, speaking of old bastard, can I do a segue here? Yeah, because I wanted I've been sitting on this for um a while and Uh-oh. I'm just so grateful that all three of you here, I was going to say all four of you, but I'm one of them is me. Uh, to talk about this because um, this has been killing me, but because I want to talk about this so badly and I want to talk about it with you guys because mm. you're the only ones that can get it. Oh, Derek, no. Chris, Dan, I saw Iron Claw. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yes. Right. Um, the Von Eric story has got the big screen treatment. Mm. Finally, we've seen the documentaries. Um, we know all about the heroes of world class, but to see it on the big screen um, is absolutely um, something else. Um, uh, spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> yeah, they're all dead. I, spoiler alert! Yeah, they all yeah, they're all gone. <laughs> I don't want to. I you know I don't want to. Uh, Jeremy Allen White, who plays um, Carrie Von Eric, mm-hmm. phenomenal actor. Um, the thing is, um. And everyone who played the Von Erics, uh, I never heard of some of them, but they look resembled them like to the T. The guy playing David looked like David, even wore the black hat like David, wore the the, the yellow tights like David. Amazing. Holt McElhenney, who's always been one of my favorite character actors, looks just like Fritz. I mean, he even dressed, they had him dressed like Fritz. Uh, the guy who played Ric Flair did a great job. Um, they even had a guy, Nick Namath, Dolph's brother, played yeah. Gino Hernandez. That's awesome. I'm like, Did they cover that whole story arc. That what goes on with him? Um, that's a separate movie, Dan. Oh, um, yeah, fair enough. This, for all intents and purposes, is the Kevin Von Erich story because okay. uh, okay. Zach Efron is the the star, and uh, he's pretty much in every scene. But to go back, and this will take place. Um, instead of doing his story, and I'm going to talk about Iron Claw because okay. the movie takes place and starts in 1980, and it goes forward to um, to today, and how world class was, and how the Von Erics were. The hard part for me is I'm trying to watch this movie and act like I don't know any of these people, so I'm watching mm-hmm. it as a strict movie. Uh, a story about um, a family that happened to be professional wrestling wrestlers. The wrestling historian part of me watched it with, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> they yeah. took, they skipped a lot of things here. Um, mm-hmm. Rather than talk Based about it. Based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, Chris. Thank you for saying that. Because after the opening titles, Chris, it said, inspired by a true story. Mm, oh, okay. there you go. So okay. kind of like the blind side. Didn't say, didn't say <laughs> yeah, kind of like blind side. It's got a kind of true-ish, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the fact that everyone, they got everyone's name correct. 
Um, yeah. but, so they all live. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't. If you guys want to know anything about the movie, ask me now and I will tell you. If you don't, I'm not going to say any more other than this was a good movie shot incredibly well. A24 has, they always do great jobs with their films and it looked amazing. Um, yeah, I just need to talk about it with somebody because it's like, and it's because the movie hits theaters December 22nd. So I got a whole month before yeah. it comes out. The Christmas, see it for Christmas if you want a feel good story. Um, <laughs> see the honest, holiday story that everyone will love about the Bon Erics. Honestly, the stories about family and pizza. It's a heartwarming tale. The the ending is very uplifting. Believe okay. it or not. Okay. Well, if it's from Kevin's perspective, yeah, I bet it is. Because yeah. it's the Kevin yeah. by next year. But if yeah. you guys want to know anything about the film, yes, is is was Kevin involved with it at all? He they thanked him at the end. They thanked the entire Von Eric family, but he was not a consulting producer on it. Mm. He was not um not okay. even the uh the the choreographer was Chavo Guerrero Jr. Um and the executive oh, producer in big bold letters, the first name that comes up after the credits or when the credits start, executive producer Maxwell Jacob Friedman. No shit. Now he he plays Lance, right? He, he does. Plays is that Lance. like a is that like a small blurb in the movie, or is that like because that was like a big deal that they tried? To it was the a big deal in actual. Um, Derek, they don't even introduce him. Wow. In wow, this. that's crazy. And they didn't. They did the same with the Freebirds. Yeah. Wow. They just wow. you woke up and you look up and they were just wrestling the Freebirds. I saw, oh, it's literally I saw, the Von Eric story. <laughs> yeah. I saw Triple H, Triple H did an interview where he goes, Hayes was upset that they didn't even call him and actually make anything about it. Like they just made the movie, yeah. didn't even consult with him. No. Wow. That's, um, that's nuts. Yeah. Um, still see it. And that was that was one of my issues uh, with it. And it's like, oh, well, I know who these people are, but I'm looking at everyone. I'm watching this movie with a combination of wrestling fans that no wrestling because mm -hmm. of what the product is right now. Yeah. And I'm the oldest one in the in this uh advanced preview crowd. So I know all the people I've seen all these people wrestle before. They these younger folks just know wrestling, but they know the name Von Eric. And yeah. I'm watching with people that have never heard of these people before in their life. They're there because they're there for an advanced preview of a movie. And I before I even went on, uh, one of them, I heard a white uh, girlfriend turn to the boyfriend and said, is this a true story? Oh, this is true? Really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm I'm balancing myself. Um, yeah, so my, my issue was one of them is they, they didn't introduce, um, they didn't tell you who these people were. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of them they did. Um, we got a big tag team match coming up with David and Kevin Von Eric versus Bruiser Brody and Gina Hernandez. And yeah, but other than that, and you, you hear the person who played Bill Mercer, awesome job. Um, the person who played Ric Flair, awesome job. Even the guy who played Harley Race, yeah. same voice as Harley Race, 
did mm-hmm. the same interview with the same grainy footage from world class holding the, the the 10 pounds of gold and said it doesn't matter if it's any it was almost word for word the same interview he did if it's dusty Rhodes, tommy rich or any of the von erics this means that i am the best wrestler on god's green earth so even the guy they played that had a harley race was great it's about not to be corny, not to be fast. It's about family, and it focuses on on Fritz and him wanting to get uh, his sons into wanting to be world champions. And I've said it on this podcast, and I haven't even said it on on another. There was five Von Eric brothers. Three mm. of them were built for the business. Kevin, yeah. David, and Carrie. I mean, literally and figuratively, they were put together great. There, I mean, they were all, they're all four star athletes in high school, college. Um, they they belonged in professional wrestling. Mike and Chris had no business being professional wrestlers. Do they get all. into Mike and Chris, or are they also like a small blurb in the movie? Mike was a huge part of the movie. Derek, Chris, mm-hmm. Dan. I can finally say this. They didn't mention Chris Von Eric at all. Chris Von oh. is not in this movie. Wow. What about not- uh, the electrocuted son? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the oldest. Yes. Okay. Um, he is mentioned. And so, uh, so he got top villain over Chris. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And he was the firstborn, right? The one that died in the puddle. Was he yes, Jack Jack Ju- Jack Jr. Yeah. Yes. And uh and in in the movie, uh Zach Efron and plays Kevin uh said because uh, somebody asked, him, "How does it feel to be the oldest?" He goes, "Well, actually, I'm the second oldest. Um, yeah. I had a brother, Jack Jr., who was electrocuted, you know, when he was a, a baby." And he said, "I don't, I don't really remember it. I just know one day he was here, and the next day he wasn't." Um, so I'm mm-hmm. the second oldest brother. But when the movie starts, it um, what it picks up in 1980, um, Carrie is training for the Olympics because a lot of people didn't don't realize it, Carrie. Atkinson was one of the best uh, shot putters in discus. He was, I think he was number one discus thrower in the United States um, when he was 20 in 1980. He was going to, he was going to the Olympics. He had already qualified and he probably would have medaled had we not boycotted um, that summer in 1980. And that's what got, and that was what got him into wrestling when mm. the Olympics were boycotted because Kerry was a supreme athlete. Oh, that explains the spinning punch now. The right, discus punch. Now. Yeah. Yes, it makes sense the now. discus punch. Yeah, but he was, uh, okay. he was uh, the number one shot putter in the United States uh, in his class in the junior shot put in junior discus. I heard he was a hell of a shot with a gun too. Oh, oh my God! Is that too it much? Is the holidays. It is the holiday, man. I'm sorry. (laughs) And yeah, no, Dan. Guess what? It was in the movie. I was about to ask: Do they do they go into these deaths? Like, how do they betray David? Do they go with the "I'm sick" or was it the the other one? Yeah. There's a scene in uh, at Kevin's wedding. Um. And he's in the bathroom at his reception and he hears someone throwing up badly and he goes, oh, yeah, too much. And he opens the door and it's David and there's blood all in the toilet. And mm. 
Kevin's like, dude, you need to go to a doctor. Because no, it's just a stomach bug. I got it. It's it's fine. Oh, okay. And you know, they're talking. He goes, man, I gotta be here for you, man. And Kevin's like, well, David, maybe you shouldn't go to Japan next week. Oh, mm. uh, no, no, man. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And so he, they're going with the uh, ruptured intestine um, story. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was a ruptured intestine, but not for the... and yeah, But, for but the... not the overdose of pills or the that yeah. Bruiser Brody was the one who found him and was flushing the pills down the toilet when hotel security was coming to the room. So we're not going with that. They're going with the um the uh in in, in ruptured intestine. Given that there's inspired. so much given given that there's so much missing from the movie, you think yeah. it would have made like a better series, like a ten part series on somebody's streaming device? Yeah. Um and I and honestly, um they didn't do enough with Carrie, um, mm -hmm. Carrie was the most popular one because they yeah. they talked about um, David, and the, the the central part of the film was how Fritz was such a taskmaster with all of his sons, mm -hmm. getting on Mike for everything because Mike yeah. wasn't as strong as his brothers. And even you might have even seen in the trailer Fritz saying, "Well, yeah, well, Carrie's my favorite, you know, followed by David and Kevin and then yes. Mike, yeah." And, but the ratings can always change. You know, you have yeah, to. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what um, a dick. <laughs> yeah. What a terrible God thing to say. Yeah, man. And then you can hear, and <laughs> Dan, I can hear. I heard the audible groans in the movie when he would say uh, stuff like this. Mm. You know, like, wow, you say that. Do they? Do they portray the scene between the scene, the moment between, um. Kevin and her, his dad, right before his dad died, with the gun on the porch. No. Okay. They um, there is, Where, there all is, right. When does the movie end? What year? Um, it ends um. Uh, this year. Um, now actually, it ends after um. After Carrie's death. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so Fritz, so Carrie, and Carrie that Fritz was still alive when uh, when Carrie passed. Yeah. Okay. So the so is there the whole interaction where Kevin calls and he's begging? Uh, is it Carrie? He, I forget which brother. He's begging him not to kill himself because he's his only brother. Yes, Carrie. Like, yeah, it was Carrie. Yeah, is, is, that's in the yeah. movie. Yeah, and oh, he races up there to try to stop him, and it's too late. Yeah. Uh, and the thing about I love Jeremy Allen White. If you've seen The Bear, you know what a great actor he is. Oh, that's um, Carrie. Yeah. Oh sh. Right. And that was my that was my problem, Dan. And I'm trying not to be petty. I'm trying not to be nitpicky. They could have gotten a a Carrie Von Eric lookalike to play Carrie, but it's a very good chance the guy couldn't act. Jeremy Allen is a great Jeremy Allen White is a great actor, but he's smaller than Zach yeah. Efron. Yeah, he's a little guy. Yeah, and if you saw the how the the amount of muscle that Zach Efron put on to play Kevin, mm -hmm. he's in no universe is Kevin Von Erich ever bigger than Carrie, but in <laughs> this movie he is, and that mm. was distracting to me. And they never played up to me. They never played up how big Carrie was, how unpopular yeah. Carrie was. 
Uh, they made it seem like after David died, it's like, well, okay, well, who's going to challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship? Let's flip a coin, either Kevin or Kerry. It was going to be Kerry no matter what. I mean, David was yeah. that was David's match, the first parade of champions in May of 84, because they had already set that up Christmas night, 83, when David Von Erich pinned Ric Flair twice in the same night. So the Texas Stadium show was already there for David. And when David died, it was going to be Kerry. Yeah. Because what... And you could see this in YouTube clips. Anyone who's ever seen any world-class shows, Carrie Von Erich coming to the ring was he got was in more wrestling matches getting to the ring than he did when he got to the ring. Mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Carey and David were the Beatles of wrestling. They were rock stars in Texas. I mean, you, the Six Flags in in Texas. The Six. I don't know what the name of the Six Flags. I mean, amusement park is in Texas, but they shut it down. Great America, the Great America in Six Flags, Great America in Texas. When Kevin, David, and Carrie showed up, they shut it down because the crowd came to them. They had mm-hmm. to shut down an entire park because they were there. That's yeah. how big they were. It was called Six Flags over Texas. I apologize. Well, I'm glad we got that straight. That was going to keep yeah. me up all night. Keep me Thank up you. all night. You know what? God damn it. Fuck you, Craig. I wanted to be factually correct. <laughs> but they didn't. I, I feel in the movie they didn't play up the popularity of Carrie. Um, mention the ratings again. That'll help. Yeah. Well, they did mention that the W that world class wrestling was uh, the most syndicated wrestling product um, in the United States. It was in more markets than the WWE. F was before Hulkamania and that was true and they had a deal on ESPN uh, before uh, the WWF did so in that respect they had a, a lot of it right but it was Fritz trying to stick it to the NWA because they never let him have the belt so he's going to make sure that all of his sons are going to be world champion to let him have the belt um, which is kind of a, a misdirect because Fritz was the president of the NWA yeah. at one point. <laughs> so, say, wait a minute. In the movie, they made it seem like he had an axe to grind with the NWA. They're always keeping me out. He was the president of the NWA. He left because he wanted to start his own wrestling company with his sons in uh, in the prominent roles. Um, great film. Everyone did an amazing job. Uh, the guy who played Mike Von Eric, it really pulled that Mike that's the only time I really teared up because I remember uh, after Mike had the, uh, the the toxic shock syndrome and he was in the coma, how uh, he was never really the same, mm-hmm. um, especially in interviews. And you could see him trying to put together it and, and him wanting to be back in the ring. It's like, you, dude, you shouldn't have been wrestling in the first place, but he's still talking about wanting to, to be world's champion. But I know that was all Fritz is yeah. doing. Um, but damn good film. Uh, please see it because I need someone else to talk about this movie with. Um, if you saw the same things that I did, if you, if the same things frustrated you, or if you, if um, watching it, you said, "Wow, I didn't know it was like that for for them." But um, yes, I saw Iron Claw and um, I loved it. And as my three wrestling brothers. Um, I need you to see it too, just so I can hear from you, Chris. Anything you want to know about it? 
<laughs> no, no, I'll probably just watch it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, tomorrow, I'm, pro- I'm probably going to watch the uh, Heroes of World Class uh, documentary again. Because uh, I was thinking I about need, watching that this weekend, too. I need yeah. to be sad. <laughs> I'll add one more question without, yes, without telling me too much. In the, in the trailer... Uh-huh. You see, I, I think it's Kevin has a conversation with his mom about Fritz being hard on him. Is yeah. that dy- is that the dynamic in the movie where mom's kind of like, you know, it'll be okay, and Fritz is being a hard ass on him? Yeah, um, and it, even when it's evident, um, where Fritz is being hard on the boys, specifically Mike, uh, the mom would say, "You boys work that out yourselves." Mm, okay. Thanks, ma. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, mom. Appreciate the sport. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they the but they mentioned the NWA quite a bit, um, and how being the NWA champion, uh, is really where you get the you get to call the shots, and uh, when they bring in Harley Race, and Kevin gets the first shot, and he's <clears throat> unsuccessful, so we know that you know one of the Von Erichs is going to be the new world champion, and it was a great shot of Fritz watching. Ric Flair, and they have stock footage from Starcade 83, 40th anniversary, by the way, earlier this week, of Ric Flair. They made it. We know that he regained the world, the NWA championship at Starcade, but in the movie, it's like Ric Flair is a new world champion, and you see Fritz in disgust because why were they giving that to Flair and not Kevin or David? Mm-hmm. So that's where you see him driving his sons to be the the nwa world champion but it's a great advertisement for the nwa for world class like i said the guy who played bill mercer did an amazing job he looked just like him he sounded just like him um yeah free birds were in it bruiser brody was in it gina hernandez uh the sheik if you can believe that uh guy who played uh and again rick flair it's a a great look at wrestling and uh, the kind of man Fritz von Erich was to his to his sons. Hey, I just wanted to um, before I go into the ending of this show, I just wanted to bring up that Henry Kissinger died. Everyone, hey. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, it made me laugh. I'm a terrible person. I don't care. So we all die, folks. He's not special. Mm -mm. (laughs) Uh, I hope hopefully, even though hell is a Christian concept, uh, part of me is hoping that hell kind of exists and Reagan's at the door letting him in. Yeah, right. God bless Jimmy Carter. I saw Jimmy Carter on TV. Yes. God bless Jimmy Carter. Carter. Yes. You see him wearing his, the, he went to the the wife and the blanket. With the blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you wish you mm. could have a family that strong, you fuckers. You keep talking shit about Jimmy Carter. <laughs> yeah. You leave Jimmy Carter alone. Like, that's a pop- a- the most popular one-term president ever. That he guy. In- right he inherited a fucking mess, but it's his fault, sure. Um- God, God bless his soul. My uncle, my mother's uncle, he would say, <laughs> he's a Southern man, and he would sometimes he'd be like, you know, I don't trust a lot of white men, but that Jimmy Carter, he's one of them. <laughs> 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 Yeah, there's one. I hope hope I'm your Jimmy Carter, Derek. (laughs) Yes, you are, Derek. You are. All right, I'll take it. You're my Jimmy Carter. The rest of the world doesn't matter if that's the case. (laughs) Um, 
Uh, Ashton wanted me to let you know, Craig. Uh, um, oh, I guess I'm chopped liver. Thanks, Craig. You were mentioning us, but you didn't mention her because she was part of this. Um, my 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 brother and si- my brothers and sister wrestling. You're the only people I can talk to. Ash, you're part of the family. You're part of us. Part of me. Uh, and he Dude. goes, I had. She goes, I have Google, Craig. I can read, Craig. I went to college, Craig. <laughs> I know how to do research, Craig. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was based on a true story. <laughs> Allegedly, okay. Allegedly, yeah. and narrated by John Larquette. Yes. Don't forget that. Really? Yes. Yeah, that's that. John Larquette doing the voiceover at the very beginning. And that was that was his first acting gig, yes. And it's him on the reboot. On the reboot from the mid 2000s narrating the same thing. Really? John Larquette again. John Larquette. I have yeah. uh something I didn't know about my wife until the last year and a half is um Uber John Larquette fan does not cover it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She loves that man. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have a new respect for John Larquette because of his demons and his battles and him getting through it and how many awards he won on night court and this cool show called the librarians. He got four, four straight Emmy wins for John Larroquette for night court Four straight. Wow. We've been going back and watching She's watched more than me because I'm just like ADHD. I'm like, um, but that show is still solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's one of the highlights on the new one, which Mm -hmm. is a whole nother podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, just the librarians is this cool show I didn't know existed. I'm like, oh, well, I I'm sure Craig's seen it like twice. Yeah, yeah of course he <laughs> yeah. has. Well, he, and well, he's good in everything. The thing, but yeah, I was gonna say he's good in everything. And I always yeah, forget, yeah. I always forget air quotes. Forget he's in stripes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he plays the disgusting yeah, pervert. Effort. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. And I'm like, oh, but Ric Flair has a career. That's interesting. Right, right so yeah, Ric Flair. Here. Still yeah. kicking. Yeah, but fuck CM Punk, I guess. Yeah, right. It just was driving me crazy. Uh, gentlemen, did anybody else have anything to add before we pimp out of here? Thank you guys for joining us. Seriously, uh, I, I, it's sad that CM Punk coming back and get all of us back together again, but I'm glad he did. Um, seeing all, all three of you guys together again for the first time. It feels great. Thank you for joining us, Derek. I know you had a long day no today. No problem. No problem. Yeah, I, 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 could tell, I, I, I could tell. You know, you can always say no, but rocking, you know. No, this is my, uh, I look forward to this. Because now when I get off the phone, I'm going to um, watch repeats, I guess, of my 600-pound life with Tamara until she falls asleep and the TV's mine. So. <laughs> Hope she give that woman me. what she wants. Yeah, I guess she's the boss, man. She runs this place. She's the boss. You and I know where our breads are buttered. I know Chris does. Uh, And I know Craig does, too. I I know. Uh, It's funny. When when Randy Orton came out, right, when he came out at Survivor Series, she was in the room. And she was like, oh, my God. And I was like, okay. Oh, settle the fuck down. (laughs) Settle down. Yeah, yeah, John Larquette's like a foot taller than me, and she goes, Oh, I'm like, All right. All right. I all get right. it. I get it, Miss Six. I'm good and I always, I, 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 but listen, I'm pretty. We, I always used to say she's 5'11. Uh, but then when I first started working where I'm working, she met one of my doctors who's also 5'11, and, he, and she's an inch taller. And as when she leaves, <laughs> Kevin goes, Dude, I think she's six foot tall. She's taller than me. I'm 5'11. I was like, Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. 
uh, oh, oh, yeah. Also, we forgot to mention, uh, and I'm doing this for Ash as well, uh, the return of returns, Mr. Ron Killings, Mr. R-Truth himself, oh, former NWA champion. world heavyweight champion, the, the title belt that should have never been held by Tyrus or Tyree, whatever the fuck his name is, douchebag, um, which will lead me into the other thing. I'm so happy. I will watch R-Truth read a book. Yes. Uh, yes. I hope I he has a job band. for life. Yes, I hope he just, he he's always doesn't, there. If he doesn't, there's no justice in the world. I mean, there is no yes. justice in the world. And, but and the thing is, the if he, he does have a job for life, he'll still look the exact same age he is right now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> 51. That is nuts. God damn, dude. Um, that led me to the other thing. Just to, I'm going to end everything with this. The NWA is in trouble. I know that sounds funny saying that in 2023. <laughs> uh I don't know if you know this, but they lost their CW deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they mm-hmm. uh, enacted Booger Snot. What is it called? Not candy. Booger Sugar. Booger. That's it. Booger Sugar. Yeah, Ash said that earlier, and I immediately ADHD forgot it. Um, you had Tyrus, which you pushed to the moon with no ability and no talent, and his very outward. Very hateful. Like, listen, this is not mm-hmm. cancel culture. He was very open about it. Yes. Now you now you deal with that consequence. They yeah. asked. He has been begging Mr. Corgan, who I love as an artist. Uh, as a wrestling promoter. Mm. He's just another wrestling <laughs> promoter. Um, He's been begging Effie. And if you don't know who Effie is. Yes. I, I know a few of you do. If you don't. Uh, Tyrus the troglodyte. Thank you, Ash. That's good. Um, fuck is unreal. Fuck you. Uh, thank God we had uh, Naomi out of that. God, yeah. it was worth my time. Um, Effie is like, and I'm saying this literally, the gayest pro wrestler you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Without being, but without doing the normal stereotypical spots they he that that happens but he's a wrestler too yeah and he's, he's good at what he does yeah very good on the mic and mm-hmm. he is a name on the end he's probably the top if he's not top one he's at least in the top three indie stars in the world right now the yeah. like the wall the wall separating him from tv is about that thin mm-hmm. um it, and that wall was going to be NWA because Billy has been trying to, I'm sorry, Mr. William Patrick Corgan has been begging mm-hmm. him to get there. And every time he said no, and he had other people in the company call him and he absolutely said, fuck you, I'm not doing it. And Billy was like, well, Tyrus isn't here anymore. He's like, yeah, but you still strapped that rocket to him. Mm-hmm. Knowing what he was saying, going on those shows, saying what he was saying, and yeah. now you want me to come in and save you? Go fuck yourself. Yes, which is very yes. admirable. Yeah, he is bleeding money, and I mean Billy, like full march for trying with the NWA. I, I, if it dies, it dies. But I really don't want that to happen. But the man has put a lot of money into it, and he's not getting any back. Nope. So they're they're they're, they're it's in trouble. So I wanted to leave everybody with a nice, happy feeling. Uh, I'm uh, also uh, Henry Kissinger's dead. Goodbye, bitch. Um, Derek's not on social media. Don't bug the man. Chris. 
You can find me on Twitter at Omega Squad. Mr. Legons. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Threads at Craig Legon, C R A I G L I double G E O N S. Sorry, uh, Miss Miss McDonald was saying hello. Hello. Yes, the boss was saying bye, Dan. Yeah, bye. I heard it. <laughs> I heard okay. It. Right. You have nothing to worry about, Derek. I, I... <laughs> um, I love you guys. You guys are great. Uh, which reminds me, I do have to send her pictures of the puppies. I haven't sent the puppy. I haven't sent to anybody else. Oh yes, Tamara, he has puppies. He has puppy pictures. He's gonna send you pictures of his puppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at them all excited. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't mean my did Jerry Lawler get here? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, was... puppies. This, puppies. this you have to pay. This everybody has to pay for. <laughs> you have to um, pay for these. You have to pay for these. I'll do it, but you gotta pay me. <laughs> I know no shame, but my shame comes with a cost. Uh, green or sandwiches? Not that hard. Um, speaking of puppies, hello, Albert. And so is Phyllis right next to him, but it's between a cage because, like I said, she has not. I have never seen her bare her teeth, the little teeth that she has. So it's really funny to see her go. And then I look at her, go, "Good girl, you tell him what the line is. Don't let that yeah. man touch you." Um, yeah. You can follow Albert, Phyllis, and myself on all social media. Ash threw me off again. Poke rolls. Uh, all social media platforms. Dan Law 8-3. It was a pleasure to see everyone again. Gentlemen, Derek, Chris, Craig. Craig, you and I will be back next week. Derek, of course, the door is open for you anytime we're on. Uh, hang on after the show because I have a, a thing I want to say. Um, uh, for the rest of you, it's none of your goddamn business. For <laughs> Craig, Derek, and Chris, I'm Dan. I'm hilarious as hell. That's why I'm above average. Keep it on the paper. <laughs>